Welcome in to Under the Husk, week 13 episode, also trade deadline episode. We have a lot to talk about today, so I am just going to get it right into it. We are recording on Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Happy December for you Christmas freaks. Uh, yesterday night at 11.59 p.m., the trade deadline came and went, but we did have some action. And uh, we're going to get into that in just one second. Gino, say hi to the people. Hello, this is 10 and 2, Joey Bags, a.k.a. Gino. Uh, a lot of people have been talking shit about Gino all week. A few people, which we'll name shortly, have no business talking shit. JOS, I'm looking at you. Motley, I'm looking at you. Uh, back to my co-host. Yeah, I think JOS might have more points than you, but that's besides the point. Um, our first trade, well, let's see. Let's try to do this in order of time. Uh, I believe was the Thielen trade the first trade that went down? Or was the was the uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Trade? I'm looking. The first one that went down was the DK Metcalf. Okay, trade. so our first trade saw DK Metcalf leaving Motley Jew, big sellers at the deadline, going to Snake Eyes for a 2023 third and a 2024 fourth. Yep. Uh, about this one, there was some. Questionable ethics on part of Motley Jew. Not Motley Jew together, but just one singular that was Mr. Schwartz. One, one Jew. One Jew. Um, not the Motley, just the Jew. He texted both Snake Eyes and myself in the same group chat, which I believe is not necessarily illegal, but very unethical. I would say so. And said, he's going to the highest bidder. Make your best offer. I was at the gym. I couldn't process it. Next thing I know, I step off the elliptical and DK Metcalf gets traded away. Very, very good trade for Snake Eyes, not giving up too much for a nice little 4-5 game window here if he makes the playoffs and goes further. I really like it for Snake Eyes because he needs to beef up that roster just a little bit. It's a big if, though, Jim. Uh, Our next trade uh, took place between Boats and JOS, a trade that occurred outside of the division. Actually, all of these trades occurred outside of their divisions. Uh, Boats, this was a big one. Boats traded Thielen and Karemius Hunt as well as a 2023 second to acquire Christopher Godwin and Naemius Hines. Yeah, you know, Boat's probably hearing a lot of that talk from the outside noise, saying that he's sinking ship, the season's over, he's not going for a repeat. Now all of a sudden he makes a big trade, gets Chris Godwin back on his team, Godwin had a really, really nice week last week against Cleveland. Seems to be the favorite target here for Brady in the past few weeks because Mike Evans has been eh, struggling the past few weeks. Um, Also gets Naeem Hines on a high-powered offense, probably more of a future play, but gives away an aging Adam Thielen and an overrated Kareemius Hunt who really didn't seem to find his footing this year. So I like the trade for Boats. Uh, We'll see if it turns into wins here down the stretch, though. Big two games for him. Yeah, sorry, people. I'm getting one of these winter lagers that Genois picked up. Uh, the ingredients are cinnamon, ginger, uh, anise seed, orange peel, and aged on oak chips. So I'll let you know how it is. I'm probably going to hate it. Uh, our final trade, I was a member of the trade at Molly Jew, another Seahawks wide receiver now off of their team. I traded Chase Claypool and a 2023 second round pick for Tyler Lockett and a 2023 fourth. And before Gino breaks down, I'll uh, get inside the mind of of myself here. You know, I don't believe Lockett will be on my team next year. Uh, I felt that I had a very strong wide receiver room and I could shed one of those uh, younger guys um, and really still keep a Pickens, keep a Drake London. Um, and feel pretty good about where my team is at. So I felt like it was really, uh, in my head at least, lock it for a second. Yeah, you know, what I think it boils down to is you're 0-2 against HHC, so you needed a little bit more beef there. Um, I think giving away a second-round pick uh, in most years, um, tough pill to swallow for only five games. However, you are getting a good wide receiver on a good offense, and that second-round pick that you have is probably going to be in the 20-plus range. 
So I don't hate the move. We'll see if it turns into wins. Yeah, and the other way I'm looking at this is I have the first overall pick next year. Right. I have my first round pick, and I have Sanchez's second round pick next year. So, yep, um, could easily shed one. It's okay. So anyway, that was the uh, action that we saw at the trade deadline. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, a lot of big time players that could make. Like, really, some of these players are, are very solid, but no absolute bombshell trades really could occur with uh, many of the cap situations of mm-hmm. the contenders. So yep. uh, I think this was about as much action as we could see. Um, and things obviously are going to stabilize. That's not how the NFL trade deadline typically works. Um, so interesting stuff. Uh, we will see how it plays out. A big shakeup in the playoff picture this week. Uh with four teams, I repeat, four teams finding themselves at six and six right in the playoff hunt. So let's break down the playoff picture. In Israel, HHC, 10 and two, he beat me last week. He's on his high horse. He does maintain top spot in Israel and top spot in the league. Shenwa. On his heels, maybe unlikely to surpass him. Myself, Iron Dome at eight and four, holding that second divisional spot in the Israeli division. Going across to Palestine, things are a little tighter. Much tighter. DMP holding on to the division lead by his divisional record ball hairs over his brother, Cosmic Gumbo, both of them at seven and five. In wild card spot number one, playing out of the Israel division. The Daddy Kong at seven and five, right on my heels, playing me in a very crucial matchup. Game of the week. Game of the week. Uh, finally, holding the final wild card spot due to his highest point total of the Chasers, Boats at six and six with fifteen hundred and thirty-four points. Wow! In the hunt, our. Top contender, Snake Eyes, Snake at 6-6 six six with 1,491 points. So he would have to make up about 40 or so points uh, over Sanchez in the next couple of weeks to get that last spot. The Phantoms at 6-6 six six with 1,374 points. And the Shrimp with 1,261 points. Pretty wild to think that he is in the hunt about 300 points behind Sanchez. So outside of a Snake Eyes... Uh, these six and six teams are going to need help. I tell you what, though, nothing, nothing is guaranteed. Um, Boats right now controlling his own destiny in the wild card. He could be the Palestine division champ in 14 days from now. He could, uh, he could be he holding could, that spot. To, uh, he, could be out of the, he could be out of the playoffs yeah. in 14 days from now. That side of the bracket, a lot more interesting. Snake Eyes could sneak in either as that wild card one or is that wild card two? Uh, a lot of things going on there. He got a lot better, obviously, the past couple of days with DK Metcalf. And then Shrimp can never rule him out. He plays Sanchez next week. He has a bye week this week, quote-unquote bye week against Motley. And then the Phantoms, too. He could make some noise, although he was selling. Now he was a buyer that he's selling again. Now he's buying, selling again. We don't know. <laughs> but he's in the race. Uh, I know he's a year too early, but he might be getting Jamar Chase back this week. So something to monitor. He can knock off DMP. Very interesting week as we approach December. Yeah, I mean, this is when you when you start up a dynasty league. Uh, I've heard stories about like crazy, uh, you know, powerhouse teams and not mm-hmm. a lot of parity because people fucked up the startup draft. Our league is is in in good shape right very, now. Very uh, good shape. Yeah. You, when you have when you have, you know, legitimately nine of the twelve teams vying for the playoff spots that are available, mm-hmm. um, y- you got to feel good about the health of the league and the state of the league. So, really good to see. It's going to be an awesome. La- you know, you're the only one, I believe, who's actually Clinch? clinched a spot. I I, I, d- I think I may have as well, like maybe on a technicality, but you can't lose a playoff spot. Right. I clinched. I did not clinch a seed yet. Um, Technically, if you lose this week, you fall to – I mean, you could lose out, be 8-6, and six and still make the playoffs. Um, so, yes, nothing is, is guaranteed set in stone, but I am the only one to have officially clinched. And I will say this. Shino, if he gets one more win. Oh, you had to do it. 
Not only does he get the number one overall seed, he clinches the best record in the two-year history of the OG Cornman with 11 wins. Last year, there were two 10-4 teams, Evil Stevie and Sanchez. HHC would be 11-3. and three. And, and all that would mean to me is that you've surpassed Evil Stevie as the biggest fraud this league has ever seen. Because I, I stand by the fact that you will not win a playoff spot. But let's get a little stay out of this, man. Thanks. We've done this before. That is your playoff picture. Um, and it is going to be something that is hotly contested for the next couple weeks. Absolutely. Let's get into that Week 12 recap. A uh, couple good games, a couple gross ones. Uh, JOS taking down Evil Stevie in what was a sort of, you know, prideful match it's like when uh you see you see these world cup matches and you're like this team's trying to get their first ever world cup win <laughs> that felt like this game uh god evil stevie didn't show up 118 jos 68 evil stevie yeah i think jos even texted the group at one point on sunday and he said did. they did 48 58, whatever it was. Uh, yes, Evil Stevie. I think he had 26 when I think he, he texted. Had, <laughs> I think he had 26. Because Evil Stevie had a handful of guys going Monday night, including Paris Campbell and Matt Ryan, but they only combined for 13. Um, you know, I think this win is all about JOS having just really terrible luck the entire year. Set a very good team uh, and put up a lot of nice points, and he has some young pieces, but he got very, very unlucky in 2022. It was clearly not his year, and he's eliminated from the playoffs. But this was a nice sympathy win for him. He did it with a bagel, Jahan Dotson getting zero. But let's just talk about this for a second. Ramondre Stevenson and Kenneth Walker, both with 17 and a half, 18 points. We were ripping on his running back room all year. And it seems to be in pretty good shape, uh, getting younger, shedding some caps. So JOS, not not your year this year. Watch out. And then obviously Evil Stevie on a two-year tank. Trust the process, Sam Hinkie. Uh, so Evil Stevie not cracking 100 for, what, a uh, fifth time this year, sixth time this year? I have to look it up. but I, I will, think probably more than that. I will, I, will get, I will get the actual stats next year. Good win, JOS. I just want to point out, I don't hate this beer. That beer's good. You would hate this one. I don't love it, though. Like, I don't think that I would ever walk into a bar and order this, but the fact that it's here, I'll drink it. Hmm. Um, but it, it's better than anything that you've brought me in, in a while. So... Good on you. Well, Outside of the IPAs that I request. Well, it's no longer pumpkin spice season. No, it's not. It hasn't been. It's December it never 1st. is. It's December 1st, so it's no longer pumpkin spice sheet now. All right. Our next matchup uh, sees two teams that were really – I mean, they still are. Uh, but this game was a really pivotal uh, moment for both teams in their hunt for the postseason. And the Daddy Kong doing what they do best – Coming on strong late in the season, putting up a 162 bomb high of the week, taking down Snake Eyes, 162 to 121. Yeah, I believe that's the second week in a row that he's had the high, so he's playing the best football late. We talked about that last week. The Achilles heel for Snake Eyes we talked about last week before Thanksgiving was the quarterbacks. Both Davis Mills and Zach Wilson got sat. We knew that was going to hurt Snake Eyes, only 121 points. Did get nice production from James Conner, Kirk Cousins, and Garrett Wilson, so there is a lot of pieces there, not to mention A.J. Brown, Gabe Davis, and the newly acquired D.K. Metcalf could all make some noise. So Snake Eyes, not his week, but maybe better weeks on the horizon. He's going to need down the stretch. Daddy Kong Ju, two words. Josh Jacobs, 50 yeah. points, has been an absolute steal. Might have been a cap casualty back in August. They kept him. They kept him for the right reasons. Uh, throwing another 23 from T. Higgins. Throwing another 30 from Herbert. I believe that was his best game. And Daddy Kong Ju, 162. Do not want to play him down the stretch. Um, so a very, very good win and hats off. And a very, very quiet Daddy Kong Ju as we approach December, you know. It's almost like the bear you don't want to wake up. So I, I, You know what I'll say. You're on a crash course with the Daddy Kong. If things hold and he and he keeps the, the number one wild card spot, yeah. you would be the one to play him. Yeah, because, I, would, because I would play the, the winner of that match. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to win it. He's going to win it, all right. But we will see. Uh, we will see what happens. But, I mean, you'd be probably a plus 350 dog in that wow. matchup. Um, Future look-ahead lines. Yeah, look-ahead lines. If you're sharp, you lock those in now. Uh, next matchup was a an underrated candidate uh, probably going in for matchup of the week uh, just due to the implications. One team looking to potentially uh, take over 
division lead. Other one looking to find their way into the playoffs. Uh, didn't go well for that team looking for the playoff spot. I'm talking about Gumbo. I'm talking about the Phantoms. Gumbo, 147. The Phantoms, 108. Yeah, we talked about it last week. This is a big bounce-back week for Gumbo after losing to Motley Goo, um, who got the J back last week, so lost to Motley Jew. But Gumbo, only 108 in Week 11, comes back firing uh, with a nice 146 bomb in Week 12. We talked about getting right, and he certainly did that. So I think a big, big win for Gumbo to not only keep his playoff spot but keep his number two overall seed hopes alive. Uh, we talked about it all week, or seriously, all year. Sorry. Gumbo, very, very thin team. Mm -hmm. So his starting roster, if it doesn't perform, you're going to have those weeks where you only put up 100, you only put up 110, and you're failing to really, you know, beat even some of the lower teams. Like we mentioned Motley Jew. Um, But Kyler Murray, 27. Geno Smith, 20. Another 33 for Miles Sanders on Sunday night. He had a great game. Uh, Derrick Henry, only 13. So better days are ahead for him. Um, And guys like Alan Lazard and MVS not breaking the double digits. Um, better days for Mark Andrews, too. So Gumbo did all that he could to get past, and he did it with 146 points. It's a phantom falling out of the playoff spot after holding a playoff spot last week. No one on his team eclipsed 20. Don't know if this is the phantom's year to make a playoff run. Yeah, certainly still in the hunt, but like we mentioned earlier, with the point total that he's working with, he's probably going to require some help uh, from a guy like Gumbo, who beat him this week. So right. uh, we will see. But a valiant effort from a guy who picked first overall and, and uh, you know, obviously – or sorry, second overall. But but rebuilt very quickly. In, in his mind, he never really rebuilt. But uh, you know what we're talking about. I will say this, though. Sam Darnold started and doubled the point total of Mr. Unlimited. It just goes Wouldn't to show you. And Mr. Unlimited got cut as a result. Bradley was not Livid. Happy. Livid. Monday morning. No. I want to, you know what I'd love to see is uh, Bradley do like, have you ever seen the video of the guy who does like the Five Guys Burger review? Oh, yeah. I want to see Brad do that of the, the Danger Witch. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Uh, Bradley hates, hates Russell Wilson, but now he gets Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson back this week. So uh, we'll see if the fans may able to make a late push here in December. I doubt it. So good win, Gumbo. Next matchup uh, was the one that actually really was the impetus for this crazy uh, playoff hunt that we're working with right now. Um, the books would call this, I'd say, a pretty massive upset yeah. uh, based on historic point totals, based on division record, uh, really all of it. Um, but they, the books often uh, lack the... How do you? How would we word this? The spiritual insight into some of these matchups, um, and the match I'm talking about: the shrimp taking down Palestine division leader DMP, one thirty to one twenty-five in a very close matchup. You said it last Wednesday when we recorded. This might be a trap game, and I brushed you off saying, "No, no, no, DMP's going to come and he's going to show up." Um, boom, 130 points gets the job done for Shrimp. I got to say, that's a season high because he doesn't score that many points after he put up, what, 57, 58 the week prior. Uh, DMP did not have his best stuff despite a 34-point effort from Jalen Hurts. He only got four points from Mike Evans. Um, obviously, guys like Raheem Mostert were banged up. Elijah Mitchell didn't start for him but was banged up, and now he's hurt. Leonard Fournette banged up. He didn't play at all. So, DMP wasn't fully healthy, but you're expecting more from 14 points out of Tyreek Hill going up against Houston. You're expecting more from Devontae Adams, 12.9, when Josh Jacobs ran wild. Give credit to the shrimp. He's keeping his playoff hopes alive. 27 points from Jay Jeff, another 15 from TJ Hawkinson on Thanksgiving night. This might have been the upset of the year, but you look at it, it's only a one-game difference. So a huge win from Shrimp. And DMP still losing to that lower-tier team. You know, he shows up against big teams and loses to those lower tiers. So, you know, not the unquestioned hottest team in the league anymore. That's just my opinion on DMP. 
Yeah, it's, they seem to struggle to show up. Uh, they, they play down to the level of their competition. And it's, it's, uh, I, you, you wonder if it's a, if it's a coaching issue. Yeah. Typically that would be you can't get your guys up for the big game. Right. Uh, or it's for the little game, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, I, again, I don't believe that there's anything to worry about. But we are getting into that crunch time where a couple of slip-ups could, could really cost you. I um, mean, look, if he beat Shrimp and or Motley Jew earlier on the year, we're talking about a – what, a 9-3 and three DMP who has that first round by sealed up? Now he's fighting. He's fighting for yeah. like the last two weeks. So we'll see, EP. Uh, just keep plugging along, buddy. We will see. Uh, our next matchup uh, was, uh, I believe, I don't have the math action in front of me, but I believe it was the highest scoring matchup total. Um, it didn't feature either of the highest scoring teams. But... Um, a matchup that you predicted the underdog to win, I brushed you off. It was close, but Boats getting a very big win over Motley. He, we mentioned it. He needed to win out, uh, and and he needed to start with a, a win against a team that he should beat. Motley, though, credit has to be given. They have been. We mentioned it last week. They've been coming on strong, and uh, – if any of the Boats players faltered, uh, this could have gone differently. Boats 146, Motley 139. I predicted this game to be Motley Jew over Boats. I was going to be right if it wasn't for a rib injury that forced Aaron Rodgers out of the game on Sunday night because the very next possession, Jordan Love, touchdown, Christian Watson. So that extra six points would have been the difference, I'm telling you, and Motley Jew would have been able to pull off the upset. I would have been smart. He won by seven, though, so. He won by 6.6. So Jordan loves points that he accrued in the fourth quarter? Sure, sure. But I'm just just busting your balls. Yes, I know you bust my balls. Boats, you got very, very lucky, my friend, and sometimes you need luck. Back in week three— Well, he put up 146, so— Well, hang on. I know, but he should have lost based on the circumstances. Back in week three, Boats didn't uh, sub out Keenan Allen and lost because of that, so I think this was kind of a makeup. Dharma. This was a dharma, uh, and Boats needed the win. 32 points from Josh Allen on Turkey Day. That's going to get it done. Still some holes in this roster I want to poke holes through. We were all expecting Jeffrey Wilson to have a 25-point game. Only got 13. Now he's going to split time. So, again, Boats is not my, you know, all of a sudden he's going to repeat again. There's still a lot of question marks for Boats. But Motley Jew now officially in tank mode. See you next year. You have the G back. All right. And the final matchup of the week pains me to say it. It was the matchup of the week. Uh, it was what would have potentially, well, not potentially, what would have flipped the standings in Israel, but it was not to be. HHC put some voodoo magic onto Travis Etienne's foot. Brad was fucking high stepping around his apartment and saying, I told you, it was waiting to happen. Uh, but I believe that he would have gotten 14 points or more if he finished that game. Regardless, HHC, 10-2, and two, taken down, Iron Dome, 128-114. to 114. Oh, that's good to hear, and I know it pains you to say it, so I won't rub it in, but I will say it for the people. We are now 10-2. Brian Robinson, third-round pick, 23.5 points. Thank you very much. Lamar finally breaking the 25-point threshold. He, the last time he did that, September 23rd, so it was a long time coming. HHC might not be the hottest team in the league, but watch out because he has that first round bye. All he needs is one more win. So a very, very big win. Uh, Iron Dome, look, you have bad days. You know, you had a great day from Amon Ra. You had a great day from CD. Some days you're going to get in the end zone. Some days you're not. Only 19 and 15 from Joe Burrow and Tua. Much better days are ahead, especially this week. So don't worry about it. I wouldn't freak out if I were you. I know you're not. You're going to be a tough, tough contender in the playoffs. A very, very important game this week, so we'll see how you respond after two, I believe, two subpar performances, even though you won two weeks ago. So we will see, Dell. Yeah, and interestingly enough, uh, could be a tight end controversy under the Dome. Julani Woods putting up 18.3 points this week. He was the leading receiver for the Colts. I think he had like nine catches. Um, so... I mean, the man's massive. I would, I would throw him the ball. So anyway, we we won't get too much into that. But he got me, <laughs> uh, and it didn't work out for the dome this week. Swept to the dome. He this did. Year. Uh, in an unprecedented situation, week thirteen is brought to you by Mr. Raps. No, we're gonna insert 
uh, right? Yeah, I guess. But yeah, yeah. We'll do some editing there if we have to. <laughs> do some editing. All right, and uh, that was the week thirteen unprecedented ad read. Um, you know, we mentioned the playoff picture. It's obviously incredibly hot right now. Uh, however, well, actually, that's a lie. Um, I tried to, you know, we, the, not I, the media, mm-hmm. not state run, of course, uh, always tries to do these previews in reverse order of intrigue. Um, and this one just happened to be first on our list. It is got to have the lowest projected point total of all the matchups. Uh, one team, a very clear seller at the deadline. Another team somehow in the playoff hunt. Uh, I'm talking about Motley Jew coming into this matchup at 4-8, taking on the Shrimp at 6-6. Six and six. Like I said, somehow in the playoff hunt, Motley Jew has 200 more points than the Shrimp. So if things went differently, this matchup could have been important, but it probably, if things went differently, just would have been a flip-flop of record. So uh, the current Vegas sportsbooks have a eight-point projection in favor of Motley Jew. Yeah, it's it's funny to see a team with a two-game lead Shrimp over Motley Jew be essentially a nine-point underdog. Uh, we know Shrimp struggles to score points. Wasn't the case last week. But will he keep that momentum up? Um, if you look at Shrimp's team, in my opinion, I think he really wanted Russell Wilson because he says, if I could get Russell Wilson, maybe he has a good game down the stretch and maybe I rattle off a few upsets and maybe I sneak into the playoffs. As it stands, only Jared Goff is a starter because now Jacoby Brissett is replaced by the massage man. Deshaun the come man. Watson, the come man. The shrimp last week. The shrimp last week mocked all of us because he started a ton of jets. Well, this week he's rolling out the same strategy. Now starting Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. Well, I don't think he's rolling out the same strategy. I don't think he has any <laughs> other options. <laughs> That's the strategy. And Elijah Moore. And let me tell you, the Jets offense looked a hell of a lot better last week. We'll see if they're able to continue that performance. This week against the Vikings, it will be a tough matchup for Justin Jefferson going up against potentially the defensive rookie of the year, Sase Gardner. Uh, Motley Jew, on the other hand, has looked good down the stretch. We talked about it, but he just gave away a couple pieces, including both of his Seattle wide receivers. But this roster is still relatively good. I'm going to give the slight win to Shrimp here just because I think he's more desperate, but would not be surprised if Motley Jew puts up 130 points like he has. Uh, we don't know the health of Kadarius Tony. We don't know how guys like Curtis Samuel and Chase, newly acquired Chase Claypool will perform. Um, Zeke is kind of boomer bust, although he did show up last week. Um, I think Dak Prescott, Dalton Schultz, and Zeke keep the train rolling. I do shrimp. I do think the shrimp find a way to pull off the voodoo magic. Give me the shrimp in a close one, 127 to 121. First of all, I haven't even made up my mind on whether or not you have agreement or not, but there's – He's not putting up 127. That's a, that's a high score. That might be his second highest ever. He put up 130 less. Yeah, and I don't see it happening again. What's – okay. Tell me this. What's stopping Jared Goff from putting up 25 points against the Jets? No, nothing, and I would love a lot of it to go to, to the – Right. But okay. My, my point is, you know, there's a reason why he's projected under 100 points. Um, you don't fade him. No, I, we, we can't – you literally can't win in this – I'm going to take the shrimp uh, because I think it would be just so shrimpy if he somehow made the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, it would take a lot. He, he would have to lose out. I think Sanchez would have to – or sorry, he would have to win out. I think Sanchez would have to lose out. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, crazier things have happened. I think this is going to be a, a bad game. I don't even know if – is Rogers going to pl- play this week? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the shrimp wins in a gross one. Uh, 108 to 99. Um, I don't believe it's going to move the needle in the playoff hunt. Uh, moving on. Um, a matchup that, uh, you know, points-wise, people would probably, you know, you give the blind, like, player A, player B, team, team A, team B, you'd say these teams are probably both really very much in the playoff hunt. Um, as it stands, neither one holds a playoff spot. 
Uh, one team, a little bit of a seller at the deadline. The other one, a little bit of a buyer. Uh, I'm talking about Snake Eyes taking on JOS. Snake Eyes, as noted, he is the primary in the hunt team, uh, about 40 points behind Boats uh, with the same record. JOS, however, is being touted as a 12-point favorite in this matchup. JOS's struggles uh, have been, you know, doc well documented. They have been written about in various articles. Uh, and, you know, this is, I think, when you are knocked out of the playoffs and you are a bit jaded about what's gone on with your points against, this is where you really look to play. Spoiler. So we have JOS taking on uh, Snake Eyes in what really could be a season-ending defeat if Snake Eyes can't get it done. I agree with you. Snake Eyes has lost two in a row after six and four. He's now six and six, so you don't want to lose three in a row. I think he's going to be very desperate, uh, whereas Jorlin saying it's the past few weeks, even before he beat Evil Stevie, has just had a lot of dream crushers this year. Look, I think this is a different Snake Eyes team after the DK Metcalf trade. He knows that he's only rolling out one quarterback essentially from here on out, and that is Kirk Cousins going up against his JETS. We'll see how good the Jets' defense plays. Christian McCaffrey was banged up earlier in the week. you got to think that he plays. Um, but newly acquired DK Metcalf taking on the terrible, I'm sorry, but absolutely atrocious Los Angeles Rams should find a way to score points. Right now he's projected 12. I like the over. Travis Kelsey will mitigate any points from Mahomes, so I definitely like that there. And A.J. Brown, you have to feel like one of these games is going to go off because we saw a lot of that in the first half of the season. But pretty much since November and on, we haven't seen a ton of A.J. Brown uh, starting on that Thursday night game against the Texans. I think he rebounds this week. I think he has a good game. Um, we talked about it before, but Patrick Mahomes playing the Bengals, if he does well, you have to think Travis Kelsey does well. I am worried about Kenneth Walker against those Rams. Not worried so much about Ramondre Stevenson tonight. Not so much worried about Michael Pittman Sunday night against the Cowboys. I think Snake Eyes finds a way to sneak by. It's not going to be pretty. JOS is rolling out Tyler Higby, who saw zero targets last week. You worry about guys like Waddle to pop? Don't think it's going to be enough. Snake Eyes, 118 to 113. Low scoring, close game. Uh, you have disagreement. Um, and I hate to do it because I, I have been very pro snake eyes this year uh and he really gave us a good look at what a uh a turnaround could look like in in this league yeah, um, within one year however uh trevor lawrence is a great matchup uh mahomes is matchup proof uh i think that as as a rams fan i've i've seen this year year in and year out when we were horrible when when they were putting up three and and 13 seasons um two of the wins would come against the seahawks uh, when they were going to the super bowl so i i don't think that uh i don't think dk metcalf's gonna go off and i don't think tyler higby's gonna have a goose egg i think they they always get up for that game and, and then they figure it out but i'm just looking at the stats here and, and jos has consistently um put up point totals in the 130s and and you 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 take that as a as a better in any given week um and and we've seen snake eyes falter over the last couple of weeks so i am going to take the favorite here uh i'm going to say maybe they don't cover but 129 to 122 uh jos ends the run for snake eyes i will say this is certainly a dream crusher for sure if snake eyes loses i will say this these two teams play back in week six. Snake Eyes lost by 53 points. JOS put up a 161 burger. Snake Eyes only 108. You have to think Snake Eyes thinks about that in the back of his mind when he's sleeping. Maybe he gets revenge. Big, big game for Snake Eyes. He's got to show up because this is essentially a season. Yeah, it isn't essentially. It is a season. Um, our next matchup, uh, you know, this could have actually been like that first matchup previewed because one, one team uh, uh, is is in the playoffs for sure. They're our only clinched team, I think, statistically. Uh, and the other team has already clinched the number one overall seed. Or sorry, the number one overall pick that he will not be using. Uh but we're obviously now, if given it away, we are talking about HHC taking on Evil Stevie. Um, 
I don't have too much to say about this matchup other than it would be hilarious if Stevie could pull off a win. Maybe Russ can get 50 points this week uh, and do something crazy, but um, this matchup is going to have little effect on the playoffs, uh, if any. Um, and, yeah, I-, I think that I'll let you break this one down, but there's not much to say in my opinion. Well, it does have some effect on the playoffs because you are still alive for the one seed if Evil Seed you were to win this game and you were to win. So it, it, there is some. Um, but, yes, it, it is the number one overall seed potentially with the clinched number one overall pick. Uh, so it's really kind of bipolar opposites here. I won't break it down too much. I will say, though, uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown came off of injury last week. It was nice to see, although he only scored eight. He gets a bye this week, so HHE is not fully healthy for this one. Um, and by the way, Tyler Boyd has been ass the past three weeks. So I'm a little bit worried about him. Um, think better games. And Jamar's coming back. And Jamar, that's what I'm saying. So worried about Boyd. Um, tough matchups for Chris Olave against the Bucks. I think a nice bounce back game from Dawson Knox. Uh, we'll see how Lamar does against Denver. But I don't think Evil Stevie is going to get north of 100. So that's really the, the goal here. Uh, I do love the aggressive $54 on Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that was a very Evil Stevie-type move. Um, and I do like the young pieces that he's been displaying uh, with Christian Watson and Isaiah McKenzie. HHC finds a way, 128 to 88. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't— And secures the number one overall seed. Uh, yeah, I don't—you you have agreement. I, I don't think you're finding a way. I think you're just going to win. Um, but I will say, uh, Latavius Murray is—, is the running back one in that offense. Um, Christian Watson has shown that he has very crazy speed. Um, and then you got guys, you know, you got guys like DeAndre Carter who like will catch a seventy-yard touchdown every right. once in a while. Um, I don't think that's going to get you over the line, but I don't think it's going to get Stevie over the line. Sorry, but uh, my point is. He's got some guys that I think he could build around, and um, you know he, he bids the fifty four dollars on Russ. Uh, he he won't be on his team. I, I I don't believe he'll be on his team next season, but maybe he is because that's the type of quarterback that a that a that a tanking rebuilding team could hold because he's got those six picks in twenty twenty four where he'll need the space to to take those guys on. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna linger too much. I'm gonna say HHC one. 22 to 98. Uh, so I'll take it. Uh, Evil Stevie will outperform his projection uh, based on the Vegas sports books. <laughs> um, so now we're going to get into all the, the final three matchups that, in my opinion, all could have been given the nod for matchup of the week. Um, there, there's sort of a very clear, in my opinion, there's a very clear algorithm for what the matchup of the week uh, sort of entails. But uh, our next matchup has so many layers to it. Uh, it, it it's a former roommate narrative um, to, I would say, historically uh, angry guys, um, hard to please, but, but two guys who are very much vying for a playoff spot. So there's intrigue on the uh, geopolitical front, and there is intrigue on the playoff race implications. Uh, I am talking about DMP. I am talking about the Phantoms, and I'm talking about a very exciting Palestinian clash here that has the potential to really shake up the playoff race. I agree with you. And to start off... Battle of Cherry Laners, close friends. By the way, Rip. Yes. Rip Cherry Lane. This is the Battle of Cherry Lane, and they're doing it for Cherry Lane. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of play here. DMP traveling to the Phantoms. First glance, don't love his matchups outside of a couple guys, one of them being Jalen Hurts, playing an injury-riddled uh, Tennessee Titans secondary. I would like to interrupt. I have just received a text message from your girlfriend. She is asking, can you ask Nick if he bought Rice Krispie baking stuff? There was a bag at our door. Is it yours or is it anthrax? You have a drop-off baking stuff at the door. Um, not me. Not uh, you. It's a bomb! It's a bomb! Um, throw it out. <laughs> Just seeing that now. <laughs> I mute my sheet. All right. I do too, but, but while you yes. were talking, I was I doing a quick too. audit. 
Yes. Um, back to the pod. Um, Jonathan Taylor has to play the Cowboys. Don't love that matchup. Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans have to play the Saints. Oh, Leonard RB2 on his own offense, Fournette. And playing the Saints. And, by the way, you know when Mike Evans plays the Saints? He either gets shut out or ejected. That might happen. Uh, Tyree Kill, tough matchup against the Niners. Jimmy G, yes, he's playing the aforementioned Dolphins. I don't love that, though. Devontae Adams is the one that I really like. He goes up against the Chargers and, obviously, Tony Pollard. If he remains that RB1, it wasn't the case last week. It was the week prior, so we'll see there. Um, playing the Colts. So I, I do like some of the matchups. I don't love all the matchups here. The so Phantoms, on the other hand, gets Deshaun Watson back against his old team against the Texans. You have to love that. Justin Fields, I think, should play against the Packers. That's a great matchup, regardless of the records, regardless of time of year. And then, like you said, Rashad White, the RB1 in his backfield. Traylon Burks, wide receiver one. Jamar Chase, coming back. So Phantoms might pull off the upset here, especially if Justin Fields back. That helps Cole Komet and the newly acquired Terry McLaurin. Got to like his matchup against an injury-riddled Giants defense. So I think the Phantoms could pull it off. I don't think he'll pull it off. Close win, low-scoring game, 136-124. Not low-scoring, but yes. You have disagreement. DMP. You have disagreement. Um DMP, who I have been a an advocate for uh, this season, when you questioned his his strength, uh, his ability to perform in the clutch, you know, whatever it may be, um, I think there are just way larger factors at play here. Um, I will, however, say this: uh, I, I do respect what uh, Vegas has done here with the Deshaun Watson point total it's 15 projected points i don't think he's gonna have a great game i I really don't i think uh it's gonna be tough for him to go to to the texans uh that he's gonna get booed out of that fucking stadium let me tell you what um but that being said you have you have a very interesting matchup where rashad white who has seemingly taken over the starting job playing against Leonard Fournette in this matchup. So if things skew wildly in one direction, that could be the matchup right there. Um, But no, I I like Jamar. I like Terry. Um, And I don't particularly, I I said it earlier, I don't love the... The, the Niners matchup against yeah. the Rams. And and Jimmy G honestly no, has no, no, no. against the Dolphins. Oh, sorry. The CEO, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm stoned. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, either way, I, Jimmy G hasn't been doing very much lately. But mm-hmm. I, I just I think the Phantoms actually has the tools to get it done. We'll see if Fields plays. Um, but he's, he's got he's got some very good players on that team um and if a guy like Deontay Johnson can can pull his head out of his ass and actually perform um I think he could get it done I don't think it's going to be the highest scoring matchup you you had a pretty high scoring but I will say uh the Phantoms 128 to 119 over Deshaun's massage parlor who underperforms once again okay I will say this though um, I don't think it's going to be high scoring where I don't think anyone's going to break 150. But I think these two teams are desperate. They're both playing for something. They're both going to be competitive. I could see both of them scoring like 120. It's not going to be a fluke. I don't think either team's going to have a fluke. Um, I don't and, think anyone's getting blown out in this and, game. No, and both teams are pissed off because they lost last week. right? So they're, they're, They hate to lose two in a row. Um, they both expect to win this game. We'll see. It's going to be a battle of the cherry laners. We'll call this one the B.O. C L. <laughs> what is this? B- oh, oh, right. <laughs> I was trying to think what that oh acronym came out. That. I'm like vocal. All right, it's a vocal. <laughs> we are 43 minutes into this pod. The gummies are in high. It's effect. a vocal. <laughs> it's a vocal. Uh, this next matchup, I would say, uh, you know, we, we 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 don't announce the matchup until the very end of this little preview. Uh, these two would probably say, "Oh, we've been snubbed for matchup of the week," because I, I'd say in any in any other week, uh, these two would probably be given the nod. Um, this matchup features two playoff teams, as it as it stands. Uh, this is, this is a divisional matchup week, so I, I don't need to mention it, but these are two guys playing in the same division. And why that is important is because they both play in the Palestinian division, which is far tighter than what's going on in Israel right now. Uh, one player is coming in with a 6-6 six and six record, holding on to a wild card spot by the skin of his teeth. The other, holding a 7-5 and five record, trying to figure out 
how to push his foot onto the head of his younger brother. I'm talking about Boats and Young Ho. I'm talking about Cosmic Gumbo, a seismic matchup in Palestine that could that could really uh, just throw the whole thing out of whack if, if uh, uh, performances across the league um, agree. We, we could see Boats here holding the divisional lead at the end of Monday night if things go his way. Uh, really excited to see what happens in this matchup. Um, one team with the ability to really solidify themselves as a... I mean, both of these teams can solidify themselves as a true contender, but I think Cosmic has the ability to, I think, stomp out the haters and say, I am in charge of the Palestinian division, not reigning championship boats not only boats but also his younger brother i think is a huge game for gumbo i was on record i believe last week or might have been the week prior saying i think week 13 is the dream crusher for boats i think gumbo knocks him out there not knocks him out in terms of completely eliminating but i think puts him down a pedestal i think this is gumbo's game to lose um obviously boats huge momentum after the godwin trade huge momentum after that nail biter win coming into it looking at some of his matchups though i don't Really love a ton of them. Keenan Allen, I love that matchup playing against the Raiders, although he's been a Vanelli all year. Chris Godwin. <laughs> Is he playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, on the other side, too, and I want to jump to conclusions here, but Mike Williams did not practice today. Don't think he plays. Um, so that's going to be plus. Who, who's the, do you have the, who, who's the plug in there? Let's see. I'll, for, I'll see if I can try to. For Gumbo. For, for Gumbo. Uh, Gumbo would be forced to a quarter up. No. No. Uh, Brown? What about Corderell? Why oh, would, yeah, he does not play him. Why wouldn't you start Corderell? Yeah, yeah. No, you, you would, but I mean, you, right. you wouldn't start him because he's playing the Steelers. But if you need to plug in, if you need to plug in so, something, um, you know. Somebody do something, yeah. Um, so I think that Jacoby Myers, tough matchup. Um, Chris Godwin, don't love it against the Saints. I do like Keenan Allen's. Um, Jeff Wilson, I mentioned before, Raheem Mostert comes back. He's split in times. Oh, by the way, he's playing San Francisco. Um, Eckler, plus matchup, we like. Saquon Barkley, plus matchup, we like. Don't love Tom Brady. Don't love Josh Allen. Don't think this is going to be a week where Boat scores 145. I think 126 is projected. It's much, much in line, much more in line. Uh, Gumbo on the other side, he has some plus matchups. Geno Smith playing the Rams. That could be 25 points, only projected 17. Um, don't like the matchup for Dalvin Cook playing against the JATS. I do like the matchup for Derrick Henry playing up against the Eagles. They're letting up a ton of yards to the ground. You saw what B-Rob did there two weeks ago. Miles Sanders coming off a good game, playing the aforementioned Titans. So Gumbo, I think he gets the win. But guys like Mark Andrews has to step up. Guys like Alan Lazard have to be more consistent because Gumbo, we talked about it this entire year, very, very thin. So what he's rolling out is what you're going to get. And if you don't show up, you're going to lose these games. Gumbo, I think, has a little bit more fire under his ass. He wins this one. Give me 144 to 124. Gumbo finds some late point producers late, including MBS and Mark Andrews. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk through this one before I give a decision because I'd, I'd actually genuinely this is hard to pick. Yeah. I mean you you picked this as a 20 point blowout. But, I th- uh, Gumbo. I don't see it that way. I definitely don't see it that way. Um, there's a reason why this is a five point projection uh, from Vegas going into the matchup. Um, what is interesting, we're recording this, uh, it's 7.55 right now on Thursday. Um, Josh Allen and Jacoby Myers will be playing this evening. So we'll have a pretty good idea of, of what's going on in this matchup in a couple hours. Um, but I actually think that the the difference maker in this matchup is the Tom Brady-Chris Godwin stack. Uh, he j- just picked up Godwin. Um, Tom Brady, is he's underperformed all year. But if this stack can get something going against the Saints this week, I think it could make the difference because across the board, I think these two teams are very even. Um, and that's where I'm looking for the matchup to be made. I'm taking boats. I- I'm taking the championship pedigree here. I think it's going to be very close. 132 to 127. I'm taking the five points, but in the opposite direction. Back in week six, Gumbo and Boats played. This is a 44-point beatdown by Boats, 141-97. So similar, we talked about Tonelli having some revenge and sour taste in his mouth. Gumbo didn't even crack 100 last time, 
and he really could have stepped on Boats back when Boats wasn't having a good start to his season. I believe he started off two and three. So, you know, Gumbo's a little upset he didn't take advantage of the opportunity back in week six. I don't think he makes a mistake again in week 13. Better coach than his older brother. I think he gets the boys going. So if you've been paying attention, you know who the matchup of the week will feature. Um, but I'll still give you the little preview. Uh, these are two teams obviously playing in the same division. As we know, this week is a divisional week. Uh, the next two are. Um, two teams who are solidly holding playoff spots but see themselves in situations that are very tenuous. Uh, the playoff positions can very easily flip-flop as a result of this matchup. Uh, and one team at the end of this week will be saying, am I, am I definitely making the postseason? We're talking about Iron Dome. We're talking about Nadaddy Kongju in a really important battle, uh, not only for the shape of Israel, but for the chasing teams in the wild card, because whoever loses this game is probably going to find themselves in the thick of that wild card hunt. And these are two teams with uh, pretty pretty high point totals. So uh, this matchup is obviously interesting to me because I am in it, but it's very integral to the shape of the playoff hunt. Gino, break it down. Back in week six. I always bring back some historical events. Both of you guys, both these teams did not have their A game. 110 Iron Dome, 83 Nadadi Kongju was a very, very low scoring game. I don't think we see that here in week 13. Mentioned it last week. I mentioned it last breakdown. These two teams are fighting for not only a playoff spot, but a higher seed. Um, Really, I think the winner of this sets himself up really, really nicely for that third overall seed. so I think this is a lot of, lot of you know, momentum heading into this one for Nadadi Kangju, but also Iron Dome does not want to lose two in a row. Um, should have probably won last week. We'll leave that one aside. But this is the matchup of the week for the reason. I think Iron Dome has some of the better matchups. Mm. Don't know if he's going to come out victorious. Joe Burrow will be in a shootout against Kansas City Chiefs, but Tua will be playing San Francisco. I know I've been kind of ripping on some of these Miami Dolphins players the past few matchups. I do think Tua, though, finds a way to score more than 16. Uh, Joe Mixon, healthy, playing, will be in that shootout. DeAndre Swift, love him against the Jags. He looks a little healthy now, doesn't he? He looks a little spry around the goal line. They're not giving Jamal Williams the goal line two-yard, two-point conversion. They're giving DeAndre Swift. Um, Brandon Ayuk could be featured, so you know we'll see exactly how involved he is. But again, love Amon Ross St. Brown's matchup. Love C.D. Lamb's matchup Sunday night against the Colts. I think Iron Dome is capable of putting up 150-plus this week. I just think at the end of the day, Nadaddy Kongju is going to find a way to win. Justin Herbert's got a plus matchup against the Raiders. I think Daniel Jones is going to use his legs a lot. Josh Jacobs against the Chargers. They can't stop a nosebleed. Jamal Williams continues to steal some touchdowns around the goal line away from the uh, Swift, who you were rolling out. And then Kamara has to have a good game one of these weeks, you know? He's had three straight stinkers. He was very involved from a pass-catching uh, option. He's got to have You one think it's coming against the Bucks? No, but I, I think he finds the end zone. I mean, he's been, he's been nothing the past month-plus. Um, Debo Samuel, I think, continues He's to be thinking involved. about that trial. It's Probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, George Kittle continues to stay involved. And again, similar to Alvin Kamara, could Cortland Sutton find the end zone? He has one touchdown in the year. So if all that happens, which I, I think some of that might um, give me Nadaddy Kongju in a very, very narrow win, just because he's the better team, the hotter team, and because he has slightly better matchups, especially in that Chargers-Raiders game. Nadaddy Kongju, 153, Iron Dome, 148. Wow. I mean... That's quite the prediction, <laughs> score-wise. That's a that's a fucking shootout. But I, I, I appreciate that. I, that's respect yeah. uh, to both of these teams who I do think will be uh, forces in the playoffs. But there was one player – you mentioned good matchups on my side of the ball. There's one player you didn't mention because I, I just acquired um, Tyler Lockett, and he's, he's on my bench right now. Uh, Christian Kirk is playing against the Lions in – a game I all, you mentioned it being a shootout on the other side of the ball. This man gets like ten targets a game, so I, I think that uh, I do agree with you that it's going to be a close game. 
like you mentioned earlier in the year, we both underperformed. So I don't, I don't know that we're going to reach the point totals that you, that you have projected, but I do think it's going to be within 10 points uh, of a matchup. I'm taking myself. I'm just going to. Um, because I, 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 quite frankly, need this win. Um, and, and, and I think that uh, just given the matchups on paper, I, I can get it done. I'm going to say the Iron Dome, 128. Nadadi Kongju, 123. Uh, well, it's higher scoring than that, Jim. I hope. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, I, I think uh, just just a divisional matchup that just gets the boys a little bit um, clammy. So I think that the, the point totals come down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is all for week thirteen. We will be back with you next week to discuss these results and how they affected the playoff picture. And uh, we'll move into everybody's favorite segment, the fade Geno five segment. Uh, I'll go quickly through this. We both went one and one. I had the Bengals minus two and a half. They won by four. And I had the Packers plus six and a half. They unfortunately lost by the hook. Uh, on the other side, Jean Wah had the Ravens minus four. I believe they lost outright. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had the Browns plus three and a half. What was that result? Browns covered. They covered, but yep. what, did, they win, did they win the game? They won the game in overtime, yeah. They won the game. Hey, I'm sorry, the first game you mentioned? What was the first game that I had? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stuck. You had the Ravens minus four. Oh, yeah. They lost that right. The, yeah. the Browns won that right in overtime. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, s- no, I'm stuck. You're good. You're, you're stuck. <laughs> um, uh, with that being said, uh, the fade Geno 5 parlay hit. Uh, I will give credit to Geno. I did not. He just wrote it into the show notes and said, I got this one. It's the Thanksgiving special. Uh, Pilgrim Genois gets it done. Bills under Lions, 54 and a half. Uh, Cowboys, Giants over 45 and a half. Vikes money line, they all smashed. You all watched. Uh, good on you, Gino. Um, he gets the first pick. He retains that right. So uh, go ahead. Genois is taking the pissed off Seattle Seahawks minus well, nine. You, you can't do both of your picks before I get one pick in. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll delete that one. Genois. You know, even though I'm not taking Cleveland. <laughs> Genoa gets Seattle Seahawks minus nine off a tough loss in overtime at home against the Raiders. They travel to the stinky Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams don't have anyone. Aaron Donald already ruled out earlier in the week. Take Seattle with some confidence. I think they win by two scores. Okay. uh, I will be taking the Eagles minus four and a half at home against the Titans. Uh, I know that you'll say that this is a, a, a fishy line. It's a it's a tight lineup, but I just the, the Eagles, in my opinion, are are far better than the Titans. Uh, I bet the Titans to miss the playoffs before this season, um, and I know they've strung together a couple wins in, in over the last two months, but. Uh, they started the season out very poorly, and I don't think that they perform well against very good teams. Obviously, they have Derrick Henry. He can change the course of the game, but that mm-hmm. Eagles D is good, and I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, that's, a, that's a sucker's bet. Thank you. All right, the next game is going to be Cleveland minus eight against the Houston Texans. This is more of a play uh, against Houston as it is anything. I was hesitant to take them last week, minus 14, uh, or plus 14 and a half against the Dolphins. I'm like, ah, Dolphins will win, but will they cover? Uh, They did easily, and they could have won that game by 30 points. I think Cleveland has a little momentum, a little fire after that overtime win. I think similar to Seattle minus nine, Cleveland minus eight isn't a worry. I think they win by two touchdowns. Deshaun Watson coming back against his old team. He's going to want to show something. But look for Nick Chubb to have, mm, I don't know, 120 yards and two touchdowns. Cleveland wins 27 to 10. I'm taking the other side. In in a in a head to head fade Geno five matchup. <laughs> I think the Texans cover eight points because I think it's going to be very difficult for Deshaun Watson to go into that game and and put out uh, everything that the fans are going to be yelling at him. Everything that's going to be rushing back into his memory uh, in Texas, getting hand jobs all over the place. So I think eight points. Uh, I think they cover a touchdown. I, I think they could probably cover a field goal. Um, I don't think I would bet it down to that, but uh, I think this is one of those emotional games that, that's going to be weird, um, and I'm going to take those eight points for the Texans. Okay. Uh, massive disagreement here. I'll start with the under. Um, I don't think this one is going to be that sexy, um, so you might have already anticipated it. Um, but I'm going to go with under 
39 and a half Broncos and the Ravens. I think this one is going to be stinky. Um, I think it's going to be a 20 to 13 game, uh, maybe even a 27 to 10 game. Um, But please, God, don't make it a 27, 13 game. Broncos, Ravens under 39. The Broncos unders this year have been money, and I am taking them again in the cold Baltimore December game. Okay. Um, I have two picks that I'm considering right now. Uh, one of them is like sort of a square pick. Um, and the other one I think is like, I don't understand the, the line. Uh, let's see, which one am I going to go with? <laughs> which one am I going to go with? Uh, I, I'm going to take this one. It's a lower number and, and it's a full touchdown. I'm going to take the over in the Dallas Colts game. I love that. It's love 44 that. points. Um, and I think it has sneaky shootout potential. Uh, the Colts offense has like gotten a little bit back into shape the last couple weeks when they re-endorsed Matt Ryan and uh, the tech, the the Houston, the Houston Texans, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know that they have some explosive players on the team that I think can put up points. Um, Forty-four is not too high of a number. Give me that over. Okay, uh, money line. I have two in mind. We'll do this live off the cuff. I have. Lions, minus 110. They're essentially even money. Okay. Um, I have the Vikings, minus 155 against the Jets at home. Or I have... That's a... Tra- it, as much as I hate the Jets and I hate on them, it's a trap game. Yeah. that's. I agree with you. Or we roll out um, the Chargers, minus 110 against the Raiders on the road. No, no way. No way? No way. Okay. So um, it is... Well, well, would you would you it's consider would you consider? Um, well, I, I don't know if you'd like. No, you said it was a soccer's bet. I'll take the I'll take the Lions. I mm-hmm. think that's a good bet, and that's yes. going to be a juicy parlay. It's plus five ninety five. Yeah, that's nice. I think the Lions win. They're home um, under thirty nine and a half. I'm sorry, guys, but I had to do it. That's um, plus five ninety five. It's plus five ninety five. The other under I was thinking was Packers Bears forty four. But since I'm doing this on Thursday. I don't have the extra few days to decide who's injured and who's not. Mm, both that's Rogers, two quarterbacks. Both Rogers and Fields. So I said, you know what? Let's just swallow the pill. Uh, the <laughs> just take it. Um, you know, red pill or blue pill, under 39.5 Broncos Ravens. I hate it, but we're doing it. All right. And that is a plus 595 parlay. And that'll do it for today's episode. We are just over an hour. We are about five minutes from kickoff on Thursday night. Um, Nine of you are in the playoff hunt. So we're really excited about this week and next week. Uh, It's it's a it's a really it's a good time to be uh, in the fields. So good luck. God bless. and Go get that corn.